to Totalus Rankium. This week, Constantine 8. Hello, welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I am Rob, and we are ranking all of the Roman Emperors from Augustus all the way up until Constantine 9. What? 11. 11, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I was trying to do a different kind of... You sound like the speaking clock. Inflection, inflection, a different tone. I, I realise it just kind of spills off recently. I, I thought I'd change it. Shatner style. Yeah, exactly. But then I confused myself and got the wrong Constantine. Constantine 11 we're going to. Yeah. And today it's Constantine 8. We're getting quite far. Three more. Only three more and then it ends. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Three more episodes. Wow. Yeah, there might be some others in between. But yeah. we'll get to that. We mm. will get to that. But oh, before we start today, we've got some discussing to do. Let's discuss. Basil. Basil 2. Mm. Big score. Very big score. Top scorer. Yeah. I stand by it just to preface the conversation. Oh, well, yeah, there you are, jumping in. We, we had a few people talking about the score um, yeah. online. And generally, uh, my thoughts were, yeah, well, it's a decision to be made. We talked about it for quite a while, actually. Mm. I genuinely edited a lot out of that, <laughs> us two trying to figure out if we'd A, added it up correctly, and B, if we agreed with ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it was then pointed out one thing that, I did go, oh, actually, no. That was me dropping the ball. I think your score was correct with the information I gave you. However, we scored Basil 2, 20, 10 apiece for success as Ultimus. Yeah. We said he was universally successful. Yeah. If you remember, Constantine 1, the great, pretty successful. Yeah. We marked him down. We marked him down because of his useless succession plan. If you remember, his succession plan was give the empire to his three sons and sort of two of his nephews. Figure it out for yourselves. I'm carking it now. Goodbye. I think we should raise that then because, I, you know, he, that's hindsight. We know that it didn't end well. Oh, no, no, no. That was, I mean, it doesn't matter. Put it this way. If you leave a cake to three of your sons and two of your nephews, hoping that that cake will remain intact, is that a good plan? Yeah, okay, that's a good analogy. Yeah, it's a weird one. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say we were right in the past. Constantine's succession plan was awful. Mm. He deserved to lose. Not much. I think we took a point off him each. Okay. Well, this leads us to Basil too. It could be argued that his was just as bad. Despite living forever, hmm. uh, he did not plan out his succession at all. He had no children. He made no plans for the future of the Empire. Should we knock off a mark or two because of that? Now, do not answer me yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, we're going to do today's episode. Okay. We're going to do his brother, and then you can get a more of a feel of what was okay. going on at the time, and then at the end we'll decide uh, if we maybe should take a point off a piece or just one of successors all of us. I'm leaning to have you already, and I'll explain why later, though. Okay. Either way, though, it's not going to change anything. He's still going to be in the lead. He can easily afford to lose two points, and he is still in the lead. Nice. Uh, but... My good old man, Basil. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, we're judge at the end of Constantine 8. Okay. But we're not going into Constantine 8 yet. Okay. Because it's a short episode, okay. and I thought, why not take a trip down memory lane? 
Is, is that the one with all the used needles? No, it's the one next to it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a nice, safe-looking one. That's all right, then. In fact, it's, a, it's go down memory lane, and then there's another little avenue, even smaller. Yeah. Go down that. It's called... Constantine's Alley, which sounds Ooh. really <laughs> suspicious now I, I say it out loud. Are we now doctors? Uh, we, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're we, we're going to just have a quick look at the Constantines. Okay. They are not a dynasty. Most of them are in no way related to each other, apart from the fact that they ruled the Roman Empire and they were called Constantine. But since we've got eight so far, I figured let's just have a look at the Constantines. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just a, a quick refresher. Actually, that's a fair point. So I think we need to talk about something that we also missed out from Constantine One's episode. What? His massive statue. I don't think we mentioned it. We did. We did. Yeah. His we massive did. bust. Yeah. Yeah, we did. All right. Yeah. I don't remember it. All right. There's no way we didn't talk about that. Oh, it's uh, it's made of wood. That's why we've only got the head and the hands and the feet because uh, he's he was sat down. That's just lazy. The body was made of wood with like tin foil around it. <laughs> <laughs> just a blanket. <laughs> yeah. So I'll do it later. It's yeah. Fine. I definitely remember talking about that. So, okay. Yeah. Feels like new information. Oh, okay. I really need to listen more. <laughs> to be fair, that was a while ago. It's a couple of years ago we talked about oh, is it? Constantine one. Well, I'd was say it? so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. We start with the man you're talking about, Constantine One, the Great. Hmm. The only Constantine to be called. The Great. Weirdly spelled G-R-A-T-E. Yeah. <laughs> Which says something about his personality, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um, probably don't need to remind you too much of him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he won the Tetrarchic Wars in the early 300s, and he set the Empire on course to become Christian. Yes, he did, yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't born Christian, but he became Christian. Yeah. I've seen a statue in York. Yes, you have. Near the Minster. Yeah. And a column. He's, he's looking at his sword as if to go, hmm, yes. sword. Ooh, pointer. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, he moved the capital to New Rome, if you remember, which oh. soon gained the nickname Constantine City or Constantinople. <gasps> That's what we're learning about now. Yeah, I know. Wow, the links. I know. He deservably is in the 50s club with an impressive score of 51.88. Nice. Good score. It is a good score. So that's Constantine I. Hmm. Then, Constantine II was the son of Constantine I. Do you remember anything about Constantine II at all? He was the son of Constantine I. Yeah, I mean, that is all you really need to yeah. know. You might remember that uh, Constantine the Great had three sons, Constantine, Constantius, and Constans. Oh, and when he died, he said... You all can rule. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the three brothers got into it a bit. Yeah. Constantius murdered the nephews. Uh, and then Constans murdered Constantine II. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, that was it. It was just a bit rubbish. If you remember, they wrote angry letters to each other. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Constantine II scored 4.88. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a downturn, isn't it? He really did not that take after his dad, unfortunately. No. Next, Constantine III... He was a general in Britannia who declared himself emperor in 407. Has he not minted his own coins? No, you made that mistake last week oh. when we talked about him. Yeah, this was when Honorius was in power. And Constantine III declared himself emperor and Honorius went, yeah, okay, I suppose so. Constantine ruled for a couple of years before the very impressive Constantius III came along and then sieged him, defeated him. And then, if you remember, Constantine III was sent to Ravenna. And then tragically, accidentally cut his own head off with a sword whilst putting up his tent. Yes. Horrible accident. 
they, they do happen, they do. especially whilst camping. He scored 2.75. Oh, my goodness. Making him officially the worst Constantine so far. I think that might be a little bit unfair, because although he didn't really do much, he did just say, I'm now Emperor. And he's like, yeah, all right. Listen to his episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can need to perhaps refresh my memory. It is just one unmitigated disaster after another <laughs> until finally he died. <laughs> yeah, <like> my life. <laughs> then there's a gap. The, the name Constantine's tarnished for a bit after that, until eventually, after Constantine three, we get Constantine three. Or Constantine 3B, as we call yes. him. He was the son of the great Heraclius, our second top scorer. Yeah. Uh, Constantine 3B ruled for two whole months before dying of TB. <laughs> yeah. Still managed to get a score of 14.53, though. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. <laughs> he made a couple of good decisions, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, about his succession or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is off the top of my head. I might have got this wrong. Didn't he break into his father's tomb and steal his uh, crown or something? Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah. Constantine 3B. Uh, something died. Precarious position. Patriarch of Constantinople. Get out of capital. Remove lids. Jeweled diamond. Diadem. Didium. Diadem. Dead within days. Yeah, he stole something from his dad's. Uh, yeah, he thing. stole the diadem from his dad. Yeah. Fantastic. That's probably why we gave him the points. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 3B. Next up, Constantine IV, the second Constantine to get Gene César. No yeah. one else has managed it so far. He got a score of 36.13. He's sometimes nicknamed Constantine the Bearded. Why? Because he was often mistaken for his father throughout history, who had a massive beard. Remember, Constans II had a massive beard. Yeah. Well, this is the son of Constans II. And although he had a beard, it wasn't huge and impressive, but the images got confused. Yeah. Unlike it if he, d he didn't have a beard at all. It's like, you are the Constantine the bearded. I'm really not. I'm really, really not. Again, if I'm remembering correctly, this is the Constantine who liked some alone time. Oh, executive time. Yes, I'm fairly sure that's him. He's also... Woodcuts. He's also the father of just Justinian II no-nos. Ah, yeah. Justinian II. Oh, he was good. Next up is Constantine V, Poo-Face. <laughs> uh, he ruled in 741. He gets an even better score of 37.5. That's pretty good. Yeah, he loved a bit of the old iconoclasm. Remember our iconoclasm period we went through? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, smashing up the icons. Yeah, yes. Constantine Poo-Face loved a bit of that, he did. So he scored quite well. Ah. Uh, then we flash forward another 50 years, Constantine VI, he scored 18.88. He was the unfortunate son of Irene. Oh. Irene blinded him in the purple room. Oh, yeah. It was not good to be Constantine VI. No. You never and, saw it coming. No. Um, well, maybe briefly. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Constantine VII is our most recent Constantine. He reigned for the first half of the 900s. He scored an impressive 37.75. Uh, he's the one who was gently cooed by Romanos I and his oh. sons. Yeah. Uh, he is the grandfather of today's Constantine. Oh, okay. Constantine VIII. So to sum all that up, only two Constantines so far have got Gene César. And they're a mixed bag, to say the least. Quite so more than I remembered being in the 30s. That was 36, 37. That's quite good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're three in the 30s club. And there's... um. A couple of awful ones and yeah. a couple of in the teens club. Uh, and then there's Constantine the Great. He's so. just his own club. 
So, predictions for today's Constantine? Well, I mean, the Empire's pretty much on the up. There's no way this could end badly. Yeah. I think this is the, a new golden age of Constantinople. Well, it is. Yeah. You cannot get away from the fact that Constantine VIII ruled over a golden age yeah. for the Roman Empire. Hmm. How long for? Let's get into it. <laughs> Constantine was born in Constantinople in 960 to Romanos II and Theophano. He had an elder brother called Basil, and he had at least one sister. We know remarkably little about the brother of the great Basil II. Like, seriously little. Right. Yeah, uh, he's said to have been physically very strong, but if you can believe the sources, he was apathetic and lazy. Uh, a quote that. Ah, my kind of guy. Yeah, uh, in particular when compared to his brother. Well, I mean, that's, that's I'd say it's an unfair comparison. It is. It'd be uh, like comparing my podcasting skills to yours. It's just, there's no point. What, you're going to say my podcast compared to yours? I was wondering if you were, like, doing a side podcast. Oh, didn't I tell you? No. No, what is oh, it? Ah, Star Trek, it has ranking. Nice. I rank all the characters from Kirk to Picard. Are there more than two characters? Yeah, there's loads, hundreds. Oh, every single character. Every single one. Who's ever been in it. Yeah, I'm currently on, um, oh, uh, the guy who wore the blue shirt in the background of the very first episode. Do they have to be a speaking character, or is it every no. single extra? every single extra. Nice. I'll, I'll take a listen. No, you should. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it's good. Anyway. Tune in next week. <laughs> next week is extra number four. Seen the turbo lift. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Be best one so far? Um, Probably extra number one. Oh, wow, yeah. He starts it off. He Good expression. Got over the drinking problem. Yes. Yeah. Crawled his way up. Nice. Good. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd like to come up with a way to seamlessly segue back into Constantine, but uh, there is no way. So I'm just going to say Constantine must have been quite fed up with being compared to his brother all the time. Just like the extra was. Exactly. There we go. That works. Yeah. Uh, he was only three years old, was Constantine, when his father died. And the events that we have covered over the last few episodes play out. First, Nykephros II became his stepfather, and for the next six years, little Constantine grows up with the strict and humorless man as his stepfather. Yay. Then at one point, at about five years old, he travelled east with his mother and his brother, whilst Nykephros defeated the armies of the Caliphate. Presumably, he didn't see any of the fighting. He stayed well back and was just in a fancy tent. I think he, like, you know people in baseball games? Well, they probably don't, but they wear like a little catchy glove and then try and catch the ball as it goes into the yeah. crowd. I think he did that with like the heads. I think so. Limbs. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, I've got a leg. Ooh, we'll put it with the rest. They'd climb up on a hill, they'd watch. Yeah. Popcorn. Oh, cheer, little banners. Yeah. Foam. Come on, you reds. <laughs> They're all reds. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there you go. It uh, probably would have seemed like a holiday to him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then, when he's eight years old, it would appear that he was betrothed to the daughter of the Bulgarian king, Boris II, which is interesting because this puts it right about the time that Nykephros had bribed Sviatoslav to invade the Bulgars. So perhaps it's not surprising that this betrothal ends up going nowhere. I couldn't find out much more information apart from the fact that it's said to have happened. Yeah. Constantine probably knew very little about it. It didn't go anywhere. Just thing, yeah. Yeah. And then one night, just like his brother, he was awoken from his bed and told to go and sit by Uncle John. Uh, because John Zimiskis is dealing with the aftermath of Nykephros. It's unfortunate night hmm. for being hacked to pieces. Being around nine, he wouldn't have understood the details. 
probably old enough to realise that something was up. Uh, but just like Basil, he would have been sat there all evening, just told to look emperorly. Look regal. Yeah. Also, just like Basil, he probably would have been very upset when John banished his mother. Oh. Still, there's very little he could do, as uh, John married his aunt and got his way into the family. Uh, Constantine would have been very well educated, just like his brother, but apparently he enjoyed playing sporting activities and watching the races more than getting on with his studies. And then, when he was 16, John suddenly dies, coming back to the capital after a successful campaign in the East. And all of a sudden, Constantine found himself co-emperor of the Empire. Now, in theory, he has as much power as Basil. The two of them would rule together. But according to Cellus, Constantine decides to sit the whole thing out. It's not the easy life. Well, I don't sell us here. The sacrifice was more remarkable because he was at the time very young, just at the age, in fact, when lust for power is most readily kindled. Constantine allowed Basil to take precedence. Allowed or just threatened? It's like, if you try and take this away from me, I will slit your throat. No, no, as in Constantine said to Basil, no, no, you take it. It's fine. Yeah, but I mean, did, did that actually happen or did Basil just say, you try and take this from me, I will slit your throat? Uh, it's hard to say. Like, you know, really secretly and quietly, one, one lunchtime. Constantine is um, conspicuous mostly by his absent, yeah, absence okay. in the narrative. It is a bit strange how little he is referred to. Uh, this is one of the few times Celus mentions him. Oh, really? Uh, when he's not dealing with his actual rule, which we'll come up to. Uh, and Celus uh, says, well, to be fair to him, he stepped to the side to let Basil do his work because Basil was good and Constantine realised he wouldn't be, so mm. all credit to him there. But maybe that's being a bit too generous. We just don't know. Possibly. The idea we get from the sources is that Constantine liked to party and was more than yeah. happy for Basil and the Lord Chamberlain to just run the country. Fantastic. I mean, especially if you take into consideration that at least two powerful generals were about to revolt, and the Bulgars were raiding and the Fatimids were on the rise, it makes sense that the young teenage boy would go, you know what, someone else can deal with this. Yeah. yeah. I'm off to watch the races. Play some polo, bit of dice. Nice. Yeah. Just chill, drink. Exactly. How old was he at this point, roughly? Uh, teens. Teens. Yeah. yeah, 16. Yeah, drink. Yeah, so there you go. He, he knows his limits. Yeah. And they are few. <laughs> um, or are they many? Oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, at some point, we don't know when, uh, but it is when he's young, so it's around this time, he marries a daughter of one of the families that belong to the powerful. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, her name was Helena, and she was the daughter of a leading man in the city. Perhaps this was done by Basil uh, to keep unrest down amongst the powerful, but that is me speculating. Mm. We have no idea. Maybe they just fell in love and it was natural. Maybe they did. We just don't know. Oh, well. um, I'm going to say it was the Roman equivalent to Blind Date oh. that Constantine VIII had set up himself because he was bored one day. And, uh, yeah. If you were a package sent by Amazon, what package would you be? Number one. Yeah, but, well. No, I, I, I think Constantine VIII was one of the three. Oh! And, and Helena came along, and Constantine VIII had arranged it, so it's him, uh, Jeff, and Simon, Keeper of the Keys. Oh, that's an easy win there. Well, yeah, you don't want to well, win I'm, Well, I'm, I'm pretty much Emperor. <laughs> He's an idiot, and he loses things. <laughs> the, the question was, what package would you be? Uh, Emperor. I'd be the Emperor package. <laughs> Number two. There's just a gurgling noise as Jeff bleeds out. 
Simon's run off. So I'm screwing this. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. They get married. The two have uh, some children yep. not long afterwards. Three uh, that we know of, all of them daughters. There's Eudocia, Zoe, and Theodora. Names we've heard before. They are. Uh, put a box, oh yes, around Zoe, and then Theodora. Really? Oh yes. Don't bother with Eudocia, though. Oh. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, we've got... Interesting. Two daughters, they will both get an episode. Oh, and coming up soon, I reckon, then. Um, not as soon as you might think, no. but yeah, relatively uh, soon. Is there a, a, a quick turnaround coming up? Let's just say some husbands get involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a nephew at one point. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, so know that that's coming up. Uh, by this point, Constantine has developed an interest in horses. He's bred his own horses. That's like using other horses, I'm guessing. Uh, well, he, one would hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think his like, interest got really, not quite awful, but just to the point where his wife just had her just going, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit much. <laughs> just Maybe. like, oh, look at the legs on that. Oh, no one should be that into horses. But he's, yeah. he's just on about the flanks. Yeah, makes but, sense. You know, not just horses. He's into other things. He's also interested in wrestling at this time. Oh, look at those men grabbing each other. Why not? Wife's terrified at this point. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, not just wrestling, uh, athletic competitions, which he is said to have made popular once more. Um, if you remember at the time, polo and uh, obviously chariot racing, as ever, are the, the dominant sports. Chariot races for the masses as well as the rich. Uh, polo, the sport for the youth of the elite, the powerful. Yeah. But no, apparently Constantine kind of brings back the idea of a bit of wrestling, a bit of oh. bit of javelin throwing. Oh, hold that javelin. <laughs> it's all very phallic. Um, yeah, so that's going on. Um, that's not to say he doesn't enjoy the races in Polo. He certainly does. Mm. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, by the way, I like... Whilst this is happening, like the civil wars that we talked yeah. about last time is going on, um, the Lord Chamberlain's being usurped and like, oh, wonderful! Like all, all the big stuff is going on, but Constantine doesn't give two of anything that he could <laughs> give. Uh, he is just happy in his own world. He's got his bit. horse. He's got his two men wrestling in front of him, holding a javelin. He is happy. Yeah, he also loves a bit of the old slaughtering of animals. Oh, uh, in a sporting way. Of course. <laughs> He'd give the pig a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> it was fair that way. <laughs> now, apparently he, he hunted a lot and fought with wild beasts. Um, so I don't know if this was like actual like arena fighting one-on-one -on -one with the beasts, almost Colosseum style. It doesn't make it clear. That but, seems uh, to drop out of fashion. Yeah, exactly. This is. Uh, it does seem that he's bringing the idea of one-on-one -on -one combat between people and animals. He's bringing that mm. back slightly. He's said to have become an expert bowman. Uh, he could throw a javelin well and was fantastic with his sword. So I. I'm... So one-handed fending off a lion while doing like flips with a sword. Yeah, yeah. Javelin balanced on a toe. Well, I, I'm reminded mostly of the likes of uh, Domitian with his, his bow and arrow taking out the ostrich heads. Oh, yeah. Commodus. Uh, just His big bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrapped in barbed wire. knock a rabbit right out of the Colosseum in one swing. <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's, there you go. He's killing the animals. Then, all of a sudden, his life is interrupted. Gets a tap on the, on his shoulder... One day, just after he's clubbed a seal to death or something. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. 
It's his brother. Yeah. Just wants to know, another civil war's broken out. The Viking uh, Russ have arrived that I sent for, but we need all the men on deck because uh, Focus is revolting just across the water. I don't know if you've noticed, but he is... He water? Is, <laughs> yeah, he's he's coming. He's, he's, he's right there and we need to sort this out. Do you fancy... I will go and get some people for you. Yes, yes, Emperor. Of course I will. <laughs> Well, do, you, do you fancy actually leading I'll round some, some men up for you, sir. Of course, I will round some men up, sir. <laughs> well, Constantine is is given a javelin. He's like, look, you like throwing these at pigeons, so let's <laughs> let's put you to some actual work, shall we? So he's twenty nine at this time, and he goes out with Basil and the Rus, and they cross the Bosphorus and they fight. This is the battle, of course when Focus charges at Basil, hoping to end it all in a one-on-one fight, and then suddenly drops down dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that battle. Yeah. Uh, Constantine's there. In fact, I quote it. Even his brother had a place in the battle line, armed with a breastplate and a long spear. That's all we have. That is the only time in his entire life it is mentioned he is anywhere near a battlefield. But... They won that battle, and he was involved. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I'm offering moral support, sir. <laughs> I mean, we can only assume that Basil decided, you know, we're not inviting my brother again. No. <laughs> <laughs> because he certainly is never put in charge of any troops ever again. He's, he's making all the, the generals wrestle. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So um, at some point after the battle, uh, when things calm down, uh, his his wife dies, which is a shame. It's quite shortly after this. Oh. So he would have been around 30 at the point. Uh, we don't know exactly when, but this is when he stops having children. Or, more to point, Helena stops having children. Quite abruptly, Uh, I imagine. Yeah, so presumably it's because she dies. She's certainly dead before he becomes emperor. It's likely it could have been during childbirth. It could well have been, we just don't know. Uh, And there you go, that's it. That's all we know of uh, Constantine up until Basil's death. Really? Yeah. So the wilderness years, we'll call them. Yeah, Uh, he would have been the face of the royal family while Basil was away fighting all those wars in uh, the East and the West for decades. And also, due to how unhappy the powerful were, presumably Constantine had run-ins with them. Mm -hmm. But we just don't know. He might have tried to be like a peacemaker. So I imagine sort of like a jaunty, you know, he knew them, he went for the parties and things, and, oh, come on, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, let's face it, he is also part of the powerful as well. Mm. And, yeah, he would have had friends in there. Uh, But we have no details. Um, His daughters grew up, as as children do. Yeah. Uh, They were the only royal children, so they were treated as such. Basil had no children, of course, something we didn't really dwell on during his episode, because there was just so much to cover. Did he get married? Nope. Very little is often made of the fact that Basil just did not get a wife or have children. Presumably, he was very busy, and there's a good chance that it wasn't his thing. Hmm. So, maybe it was both. So, he just doesn't have children. Uh, This, of course, means that there might be a succession problem in the future. Anyway, all the events of the last episode happen, and then in 1025, Basil II dies. Power transferred smoothly to the 65-year-old Constantine. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, That's a hell of a jump. We've gone from 30... We've jumped 35 years. Yeah. Wow. There's just nothing. That's older than I am. He spends his life... He probably, out of all the emperors we've ever covered, had the nicest life. Yeah. He's lived through a Roman golden age. 
He has all the power of being the emperor without any of the responsibility. And he gets to the age of 65 before he has to do anything. That's quite nice. If you ever wanted to be a Roman emperor, be Constantine. <laughs> yeah. I think you should get a bonus point just for that. Yeah. Anyway, it all comes to an abrupt end, however, when he's 65. Uh, because he's suddenly the sole emperor. Only the eldest in the empire could remember a time when Basil had not been in charge. In one way or another. That's a good point. So, as you can imagine, this it would have been... A bit of a shock, but in another way, not so much, because Constantine's always been there, yeah. and it's still Constantine. So he didn't do much when he became emperor. Just, yeah, just let it tick by. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the machine fine. of government was well established. Mm. Things ticked along. Constantine realised he just needed to give the occasional speech, pass a few judgments, and uh, yeah, everything would just keep going, surely. So that's all he does, really. He apparently was a very good speaker. Mm. He wasn't completely useless. People liked his speeches, despite his lack of interest in doing the speeches, uh, apparently he was very fluent and... Uh, eloquent. Eloquent, yes, that's the word. His secretaries are said to have developed a new shorthand just to keep up with him when he was speaking. All right. Because he, when he was dictating things, he wouldn't stop and pause and think for a long time. He'd just say stuff and they'd be expected to keep up, which even means he was actually really good at this or he put no thought into it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, you see that now a bit, don't you, with some politicians? <laughs> yes. Well, yes, I say politicians. Anyway, by this point, he was suffering from gout. Oh, no. Yeah. I've heard that's awful. But he was unable to walk with any comfort whatsoever. If he was seen in public, he made sure he was on horseback, so he didn't have to hobble around. Yeah, yeah. Take the image. Yeah. While his advisors were running the empire, he was... Mostly found in the kitchen. What? Yeah. His days of playing sport obviously were long past him. So instead, he developed a new hobby, cooking. Look at these carrots. Oh! <laughs> yes. No, apparently... Oh, God. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> he is said to have been a master at the art of sauce making. Hey, he was. <laughs> what? What's the emperor in the kitchen? People just quickly close the door. Oh, nothing, just um, sauce making. <laughs> no, let's not go there. I'll, I'll, give you, <laughs> I'll give you a quote. Giving the dishes character by combinations of colour and perfume <laughs> and summoning all of nature to his aid. Oh. Anything to excite the palate. Oh, dear. So he'd make savoury sauces, apparently. <laughs> God, Jamie, no. <laughs> yeah. If he wasn't in the kitchen, he was playing dice. Uh, he so enjoyed the game that apparently he often would ignore amb ambassadors who would come by uh, if he was mid-game. Um, or suggest just giving away stupid amounts of things like land that the Empire owned <laughs> in his game. I'll yeah. give you... Bulgaria! There we go. Yeah. Uh, while Constantine was playing, a few things happened in the Empire, which we probably should focus on, even though Constantine wasn't. Can I guess? Plague. No, no. People trying to invade. Yeah. Nibbling at the edges. That's close. Yeah. Tribes. Pretty much. Uh, mm. we, we have, again, very few details. In fact, our main sources ignore them completely. <laughs> We've just got a, a couple of uh, sources from uh, the Caliphate, actually that mention a couple of these things. At one point, the Caliphate invaded once mm. more, and forces were sent to drive them back, which they do so. But that is about all we know. So there was some fighting and with he the won. Caliphate. Yeah, there you go. Also, raiding from a Pekenig uh, force was driven back 
But again, that's all we know. And that's it. Nothing else major takes place. Not long before things start to unravel, though. Oh, dear. It was clear that Constantine just didn't care about how the state was run, and there were many in the powerful who felt like they'd been put upon for too long, and it's time to get some power back. In a kind of a, oh, you'd make a good emperor sort of way, or a we-need-to-make-more-decisions sort of way. Uh, a bit of both, actually. Oh, dear. Uh, again, frustrating lack of detail, but it would appear that through political manoeuvring, many in the powerful managed to get their own men into certain positions of power. Mm. So a lot of playing dice with the emperor and making suggestions of certain people who should go into certain positions. Right. Constantine just not caring about this, so just going, yeah, yeah, whatever. It would seem that Constantine, although too busy watching the races to rule himself, was aware, however, that his power was slowly being stripped away. Hmm. It took a while, but it seems like he woke up one day and went, ooh, hang on, I've let this slide too much. <laughs> so he start- William Bulgaria back. <laughs> well, he starts to become paranoid, and then he starts listening to the advice of certain people who did not necessarily have his best interests at heart. Um, so he starts to punish those who he felt were betraying him. Oh dear. Yeah. His favourite method of punishment was blinding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He is said to have blinded a lot of men under false accusations of treason. Mm. No trial. If uh, someone he trusted said to him, yeah, such and such is up to something, he'd just go and blind them. That's that's a bit like the, um, the, oh, what are they called? Where you... Basically, people just put names on lists. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the prescription list. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. One such case uh, was when Constantine heard a report that one of his generals, this is a man named Nikephoros, popular name back then, this general Nikephoros was attempting to instill some discipline into the army. Now, the army was, as we have seen, the best it had been in an age, but things were quickly deteriorating now that the micromanaging of Basil had suddenly disappeared. Mm. Uh, Nikephoros was attempting to turn things round by getting his troops to swear oaths that they wouldn't run away during the battle and they would actually stand by their general and fight to the death. It's not the kind of oath you want to make (laughs) or get your troops to make. Uh, Well, Constantine saw this as a threat. Uh, He was told Nikephoros was getting the soldiers to swear allegiance to him personally, which Nikephoros kind of was, but in, uh, if we can believe the sources, in a kind of, no, seriously, you can't run away from your general, you need to stick with me. In a battlefield kind of, kind of way. Yeah. Right. Uh, Nikephoros was soon recalled back to the capital and blinded immediately. Uh, another report came to Constantine. The residents of one of his themes had risen and killed one of his commanders stationed there. Uh, We have very few details, a recurring theme in this episode, but this commander apparently was known as Mad George. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Watch Uh, out for Mad George. Well, Mad George apparently was mistreating the citizens of the region, uh, so they just revolted and killed him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Constantine ordered that everyone who could be linked to the deaf be blinded, including a very popular bishop that happened to live in the area, who didn't really have anything to do with it. And the the town dog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So as you can imagine, uh, in certain circles, his popularity is going downhill fast. Then the drought hits. Crops start to die out. We have no reports on how well Constantine dealt with this. We just know that a drought hit. Right. 
However, considering nothing is mentioned, and the sources we do have are fairly hostile to him, perhaps we can conclude he actually did an okay job here. Otherwise, we yeah. probably would have he heard that he hadn't. Or people around him did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was a drought, but apparently it was sorted. Okay. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I just sort a drought. <laughs> <laughs> Ideas? I've got one. No. <laughs> it's not going to work. No one's going to eat the crops after you've done that to them. <laughs> Put the sauce bottle away. <laughs> anyway, uh, he then becomes ill. Oh. Yeah. He realises there's a problem. If he dies, who's going to be emperor? Yeah. Yeah. Because traditionally it's like male heir, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It's fine. All he needs to do is find someone to marry one of his daughters. Someone sensible. Someone from good stock. Yeah. Someone who can carry the weight of the empire on their shoulders. He's getting ill, so he best decide quickly. Yeah. So, he decides the best man for the job was the old Duke of Antioch. This is a man from a loyal family to the royal family, called Constantine de Lessenos. So he sent a messenger to call for de Lessenos, uh, come to the capital immediately, you're going to marry my daughter and become heir. Which is a hell of a letter to receive. <laughs> but I'm already married, I have children. I'm 72. We're, we'll get to that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I put a box around him? Or? Uh, no, because it's not Delesinos we're going to get to. Oh, right. um, Delesinos receives the letter, rubs his hands together. Brilliant. Just, just what I've always wanted. <laughs> um, and sets off for the capital. However, word is soon spread throughout the powerful in the city... And lots of people say things like, really, Delesnos? No, don't like the idea of that. We need someone we can control. Where rumours then spread. We, yeah, we need a puppet. That's what we need. Oh. Yeah. So, someone go and have a word with the Emperor. Convince him that he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he needs to choose someone else. So sure enough, a couple of advisors go and have a chat with the ailing Emperor. Wouldn't a better choice... Uh, be perhaps, well, I don't know, instead of Delesnos, maybe the mayor of Constantinople. Equivalent title. He wasn't actually called the mayor, but uh, it's a, a Greek title that would yeah. mean nothing to you. So I'm going to call him the mayor. Okay. Yeah, um, this uh, man was very much a member of the powerful, but he was seen as weak enough that he could be controlled. Yeah. And gullible enough that he could be made to believe that he was actually a good man for the job. Excellent. Yes. Constantine admitted that perhaps maybe this man, what's his name? Uh, Romanos, that's his name, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe Romanos would do a good job, actually, now that you've said it. Someone send a message to Delesnos, tell him not to bother coming anymore. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> Which must have been a hell of a letter to receive. <laughs> He's literally on the way when the messenger yeah. catches up with him. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Should not... Have got that purple robe. <laughs> right, before on the way back, make sure we get a massive bunch of flowers for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Constantine admits, yeah, Romanos, he, 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 he'll do. He would have chosen him himself, in fact, he says to his advisors. Uh, of course, so you're indeed very wise. But, I mean, the reason why he didn't, obviously, Romanos is married. So, oh. Yeah. It won't work. Mm. No problem. His advisors told Constantine, you're the emperor. You can persuade Romanos. So Romanos was sent for. Romanos is a man in his 60s, by the way. Hmm. Um, and uh, he was given a simple choice. You can either divorce your wife, marry Zoe, and become the emperor, or you cannot do that. 
and lose your eyes. Oh. Yeah. Apparently Romanos was speechless. Just did not know how to respond to this. A bit bit of bit of fried egg half to his <laughs> mouth is during a breakfast meeting. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, apparently his wife was in this meeting as well. Oh, even better. <laughs> also egg halfway to yeah. her mouth. <laughs> Apparently, but his... it's our anniversary. Well, apparently, it was the wife who made the choice for her husband. <laughs> You're getting blinded. <laughs> Here are your sunglasses. <laughs> Just you wait till I get you home. <laughs> I'll blind you even more. No, apparently, she volunteered to be nunned so her husband could keep his sight and run the empire. Oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I guess she's sort of thinking, you know, she's probably going to be in her 60s as well. Well, probably not, actually. Probably in her 40s. Yeah. Uh, apparently she wasn't best pleased. No, well, Nor was would Romanos. you? No. According to Celus, uh, this was all a ruse and Constantine didn't actually plan to do this. And uh, it's almost hinted that uh, Romanos was also on board, but this was all for the wife's benefit, just to make him look seem like he was reluctant to do it. Um, oh, but, yeah, uh, but that is. I've been trying to get rid of her for years. <laughs> well, yeah, Come on. this is kind of reading between the lines of Celus. Um, it's right. just as likely, if not more likely, that Constantine was just happy to blind someone else because he did like a bit of blinding. Mm. Anyway, uh, Zoe and Romanos wed. Constantine died three days later. At least he saw the wedding. Perhaps. Yeah. So there you go. That's the brother of the great Basil. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he's going to score highly, but yeah, like you said, I think if you're going to choose to be an emperor, you choose to be him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Easy life. Oh, yeah. Life of luxury, literally. Yeah. Even at the end, like, yeah, just kill him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's rate him. Fighting yeah. Maximus. Well, he fought in a battle Perhaps. and won. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's no reason to doubt the sources there. He turned up. He, he His side won. He won a battle. Yeah. yeah. He fought about the invaders. Oh, yeah, and also when he was emperor, um, his armies did push back a couple of invasions. So it's certainly not nothing. No. I'll give him a two, one for each one. I'll go give him three. That's very generous. One for each invasion and one for being in a battle. I think being in a battle gives you a couple of points, sure. Yeah, but he literally just could have just been watching at the side. Maybe he's the one who killed Focus. Maybe. How? What? I don't know. Maybe you gave him Lurgy about two months before <laughs> or something, I don't know. Cooties. So, five? Five, yeah. Okay. I, I'm guessing he'd be quite pleased. Well, let's not forget, he's also meant to be a really good wrestler and uh, like a one-on-one fighter, and he fought those animals. Oh, okay, I'll give an extra point for that. Yeah. I'll okay. give a bonus point. Six. Aprovium crazy. Uh, actually, he's going to pick up some points here. He's said to have been a bit paranoid, and he did like to blind the odd person every now and again on very little evidence, if any. In fact, I'll just quote Celus here. <laughs> the Romans became his slaves, not won over by acts of kindness, but subdued by all manner of cruel punishments. Subjugation. His anger was uncontrolled, and he was ready to listen to any rumour. His method was to punish by blinding with red-hot iron. This penalty imposed on all and sundry, quite apart from the fact that in one case he was dealing with a flagrant crime, and another with a minor delinquency. No distinction was made between the perpetration of a crime and the mere suspicion of wrongdoing. His concern, indeed, was not to award punishment in proportion to the offences, but rather free himself from his own doubts. 
and to him it seemed that such torture as blinding was more humane than others. Fair enough. So it's almost as if he just wanted to put it all behind him so he could go and play dice. Uh-huh. So what's that? Treat? Oh, just blind him. Just blind him. Yeah, just get out of the way, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one story of him after blinding someone on a whim and then hearing an argument that the man was actually innocent... Uh, he burst into tears and went to the victim asking for forgiveness, which is, uh, well, I'm sure, what you want to hear after you've been blinded with a red-hot iron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, Emperor. Yeah, yeah no, no problem, no problem. Mistakes happen. Mistakes yes, of course happen. they do. Um, just, just the other day, I left the hob on. Yep. yep. If you could just guide me to the door, that'd be <laughs> splendid. <laughs> yeah, um, so there you go. Loved a bit of blinding. A bit like his brother. You get yeah. the feeling that... Um, he blinded fewer people than Basil. Mm. Not quite 15,000. Uh, oh, I thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get the feeling his blindings were more arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not sure if one's worse than the other. No, yeah. Mm. Because there's nothing else, um, and because of the time period it's in, if this was the American President series, trust me, I'd be going higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm thinking... Two. I'm going to go for four. Really? Blinding people on a whim because he wants to play dice. I think that's just and it's not lazy. a one-off. It's not a one-off thing. He does this repeatedly throughout being emperor. I might go for three, but I think I'm going to go all the way to four. No, oh, okay, fair enough. For four, it'd be like he killed, may have killed a family member, sort of thing, which he didn't do. Oh no, he forced somebody to get married to his daughter and divorce his other wife. Romanos threatening to again blind him. To do yeah, that. So actually, no. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give a three then. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Success. Well, he's not around long enough, really, to make a huge judgment, and there's certainly not many details. Uh, but he was said to have been not good. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was too quick to give up the gold to invaders. Just pay them off, make them go away. I'm playing dice. And discipline in the army just falls apart completely, almost mm. overnight. You get the impression you could partly blame this on Basil, because of his micromanaging style meant that yeah. when he was gone, the army fell apart. Because it is rapid how quickly the army fall apart. So I'm going to take off ten points from Basil. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> the landlords that kept the powerful in place that Basil brought in were very quickly removed. Mm. As soon as Basil was gone, certain whispers happened into Constantine's ears, and he went, yeah, yeah, fine, that's okay, just restore that law, get rid of this law. And soon the powerful were finding themselves with an apt name once more. Mm. Uh, tax went up for the poor, and were more voidable for the rich once again. He was a weak ruler, and those that Basil kept in check realised this and took full advantage in his short reign. So, uh, not great. No. I would argue he didn't really succeed in anything. No. And and the Empire is going to be less good because the army is weaker than it was. So it's under five. Definitely. Is it worth giving him a point for the fact that he did try and do something for succession? It wasn't great, but he did try and do something. Because he's really lucky, because the Empire is such a good position to start with. Yeah. He just let it coast for a, yeah. a, a short while. I won't tell you how long it is, but yeah. I don't, I don't see why he deserves to pick up a single point. No, I don't think he does. I can't think of a positive thing he did. No. Oh, zero. Zero. 
Yeah. And the Empire's worse than it was, and it's in a golden age, and that's, you know, frustrating. Yeah. I mean, he's not quite Commodus levels, but you get the impression that's only because he died before he could make it Commodus levels. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. on the way there. Because, and you also get the feeling he is essentially just an old Commodus. Mm. If, mm. if he came to power when he was younger, you get the feeling he would have just gone off the rails completely. Yeah. It's only because he can barely move. He's full of gout and... That's a very good comparison, yeah. yeah. Uh, I You do get a Commodus air from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just... He, he arrived on the throne during a golden age just when he was old instead of young. So... Good point. Yeah, no, I'm sticking to zero. Right, next round. Image of We've got a coin. We don't get a nice painting or a mosaic. There he is. Nicely detailed. I yeah. quite like that for I like the coin. beard. The, the, the texture in the beard is fantastic. Yeah, he's got a nice big rounded kind of beard and... Uh, Quite a nice hat. Eyes appears appear closed, which would be fair. Yeah, he's having a snooze. Uh, as coins go, that's not bad. That's highly detailed. I wonder if it's either it might be a reproduction or a, an edit to make it look slightly better, but I don't know. But it's pretty good. Yeah, um, six. I'd I'd match that. Adds a three for Imajo. Temple completed. How long do you think that went? Oh, that lasted like them two years. Like that, yeah, year. you're not far. Yeah, ten twenty-five. To ten twenty eight, we'll call it three years. That's a zero point three eight for Tempo Completo. So his final score is sixteen point three eight. Sixteen point three eight. Yeah. As compared to the other Constantines, he is not as good as Constantine the Great. Oh, so close. He was better than Constantine two. He was better than Constantine three. Yeah. What did he get? Seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, he was better than Constantine 3B. The He's guy who, beaten four. The guy who died of TB after two months. He managed to beat him. 3B <laughs> died of TB, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, Constantine, uh, the executive time, uh, beat him. Constantine Pooface beat him. Constantine 6, who was blinded by Irene, beat him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's close to that one. He got 18.88. But Ooh, okay. still, he yeah. was a kid who got blinded by his own mother. And he still managed to beat Constantine 8. That's embarrassing. But I know who I'd rather be. Oh, that's, yeah. That's for sure. So, um, And he certainly doesn't beat his grandfather, Constantine 7. No. So, um, Middling. He's a middling Constantine. That's what mm. he is. One last thing to get through. Do they have a certain... Je ne Obviously not. No, of course not. <laughs> that's just not. That's just not enough there. No. However, this does mean we now have a puppet on the throne, or like there puppet by the powerful, married to the daughter of Constantine and the niece of Basil. You also know that one of the other daughters at some point becomes emperor. Fight, fight, fight. And also, just know that a few other things happen as well. I'm guessing a general, a sexy general. Um, marries um, Theodora or someone like that and then they you know plot and twist or just know that the next one two three four five episodes will be revolving around these two sisters okay oh interesting yeah okay it Ooh, is, I like it it is interesting yeah right okay well that's that's it for for this week yes a couple of things to to say at the end uh first first of all this is a, a thanks to one of our listeners uh jay uh, who is a orthodox christian so actually knows a few things about the type of christianity that we're talking about oh good 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 uh, and a 
quite a while ago now, probably uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we recorded an episode where we mentioned Cheese Day, and we had no idea what Cheese Day was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's um, all linked to Lent in the Orthodox Church. Okay. Yeah, in fact, I'll just read out part of his message to us. Uh, anyway, one thing I wanted to reach out to you guys about was Cheese Day and Meat Day. In Orthodox Christianity, Lent begins on Clean Monday. We don't have Ash Wednesday, which is March the 2nd this year. Orthodox people abstain from meat, dairy, fish, eggs, olive oil, and alcohol on weekdays during Lent. The restriction on oil and wine is relaxed on the weekends, which I quite like. (laughs) Uh, They go crazy. Unlike in the West, Orthodox Lent has a gradual build-up. The prohibition on meat begins the week before Lent. The last day that you can eat meat is called Meat Fair Sunday, or Meat Day, I suppose. Nice. So that's t- February the 23rd uh, this year. Oh, it's my mum's so, birthday. Yeah, it's coming 60th. up. 60th. Happy birthday, mum. <laughs> Even though you don't listen. Uh, and then the following Sunday is Cheese Fair Sunday, which this year is March the 1st, which is the last day cheese is allowed and the day before Lent starts, so everyone just goes wild with the cheese. <sighs> cheese Day. Uh, yeah, nice. I, I must admit, I can't remember what episode we talked about Cheese Day, uh, but that now clears it up. That's if, quite cool. Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah, because we... I remember, I wanted an, I was staying at your house with my wife, and we. I was asking you about it, which episode was it, because I wanted to listen to it again. I wanted to show Becky, but she didn't. Oh, did, did we make lots of cheese pun jokes? Yes. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. That kind of thing. <laughs> So yeah, then Jay just finishes with, I just wanted to clear that up for you guys, since it sounds a little strange, but yes, millions of people actually do celebrate Cheese Day. Oh, fantastic. I hope you guys will give a shout out to Cheese Day and Meat Day this year. When is Cheese Day this year? Cheese Day this year is March the 1st. Right. So note that down, that's not far away, and we'll make sure that we, we celebrate Cheese Day. Oh yeah. We'll have some cheese whilst we record. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good. Right, okay. Thank you very much to Jay for getting into contact with us. Yeah. Uh, always nice yeah. to, to find something out. It is, yeah. It is. Yeah. As we've got a bit of time, did you have a good birthday? I did. Week? I did have a good birthday. Did you do anything? I just got some whiskey. Oh. Yeah. You already knew that because you got me the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like any week. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was good. Good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, my birthday was fine. Yeah. yeah. No one even mentioned it. No, that's, you know, because it's always the same day as yours every year, but, you know, (laughs) it's always overshadowed. (laughs) It's fine. April yours, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We'll we'll do something. Don't know what. Right. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. And also thank you to uh, any listeners who sang happy birthday for me. Oh, Lily and Bailey. Lily and Bailey. They're the two that reported and say they sang happy birthday. I think we've had, we might have had a couple more since then. Oh, really? I I think we've had at least three. Oh, that's who I saw. But yeah, no, that's it. I do appreciate it. Good. Obviously, it's hard to tell when, but I think there were a couple of times this week when I, for no reason that I could discern, just felt a little bit happier. And I'm (laughs) guessing it was when someone was singing happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Was it an American one you sang Happy Birthday? Yeah, that was last lep- last episode. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so someone's binge listening to this, they won't have a clue what we're talking about. That's right, it's fine. Yeah. That's fine then. So all the more reasons this is the American podcast. Exactly. American President has rank him downloadable on Twitter at no, downloadable on uh, iTunes and Podbean. But not Stitcher. No. Which means it's not on Spotify apparently. Ah. Easy to link it up, I can do uh, that. Yeah, okay. We now just start chatting. Any plans for the weekend? Or? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm uh, going to go and see some red pandas. Red pandas? Yeah. Are you going to a zoo? 
Uh, it's not a zoo. It's like a, a sanctuary thing in the middle of Birmingham. Dudley Zoo? No, no. Oh. It's like this little place where there's some like red pandas. Victoria Square. No, it's, it's near the university. Right. I've got my mum's 60th birthday this weekend. Oh, yeah. What? We, we've got a medieval banquet at Coombe Abbey. Nice. Yeah. That Can't wait. Awesome. I even bought like a medieval star shirt to wear. <laughs> I'm actually dressing up. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Are you disappointed with the drab flavour of your food? Are you disappointed every time you sit down for a meal? Well, we have the solution for you! Emperor's Special Sauce! Produced by the Emperor himself! Every Wednesday! Try it on beef! Chicken! Vegetables! Meat! Fruit! Banana! Tomatoes! Carrots! And believe me, once you taste the Emperor's Special Sauce, you should definitely tell somebody about it! Seriously, fill in a form. The Emperor's Special Sauce, coming soon. Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Constantine Eight. Eight what? <laughs> I hope you leave that in the entire introduction. <laughs> Eight what? <laughs> I hope you leave that in the entire introduction. <laughs> just you doing that over the music. <laughs> just, just stops. <laughs> Big pause and then the music comes on. <laughs> no, I'll do that. Go on. <laughs>